0: Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life, doing what we love. Let's get started. Hello, creatives. Welcome back to Girl Gang Craft, the podcast. We have been on a little hiatus as we soak up the sun here in the summer months. And as I do a little team reorg We have some new hires and I'm very excited to go into the winter and the fall with a strong team. So really excited about that. By the time you're listening to this episode, I will have been married and I think and hope and know (laughs) all of the above that'll be really beautiful and fun and exciting. But As I'm recording this now ahead of the wedding, I don't really know what will transpire, but maybe I'll do a little wedding episode later. That could be fun talking about the wedding planning and the trials and tribulations of planning a wedding. But yeah, so we're back. We're going to have a little mini fall season as here to support you. In the fall months, as we move into the winter, what's happening in our world at this time, all of our winter apps are closed at this time, but our holiday gift guide apps are still open. So you can go ahead and apply to the holiday gift guide that is on our website. If you go to girlgancraft.com, click on the apply button and look at the little drop down and click on our gift guide. So, if you're interested in being a part of the Grove and Craft community and getting your brand and your goodies or services in front of small business lovers, those folks who really want to support small makers, small business owners, artists, those folks who really want to give and get unique gifts. This is the place to do it. So that's live on our site from November 10th to January 10th. And it's a really beautiful way to get in front of the small business community. It improves your SEO. And it's a really good thing to hand around to your own community so that they can continue to shop and find fun things to shop from for the holiday season. So go ahead apply to the Girl Gang Craft holiday gift guide. And with that, we are just going to hop into this episode. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. So excited to dive into a new little mini season of fabulous female and femme entrepreneurs. Hello, creatives. Welcome back to Girl Gang Craft, the podcast. Today, we have Jackie from MCLC brand. Hi, Jackie. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So excited to have you. Jackie and I have been in contact for a little bit. If you see me wear cool shoes on my feed, they are hers. And yeah, Jackie, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, what MCLC brand is?
1: So it's actually MCLC. I had to add the brand because of Instagram. (laughs) So apparently I couldn't do a four-syllable word. So that was a little bummer. So I had to add the brand.
0: So without the brand. So it's just MCLC. Correct. Yeah. Okay, great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, totally cool. So I own a footwear brand. I design, produce. I like to call myself Jackie of all trades. I do everything. So it's a fun footwear brand. It's unisex. It's something that you're not going to see out in the typical market. You're not going to find it in like, you know, I mean, hopefully one day, like at a Nordstrom or something. But, you know, (laughs) it's just something that's unique and different. It all comes from this little brain in here. I don't know. I feel like it's full of unicorns and rainbows and whatnot. And so I just, shoes make me happy. And I just want to, you know, show everyone and be able to, I guess, share my passion of footwear with the rest of the world.
0: (laughs) I love it. So yeah, why shoes? You started with apparel. Is that correct?
1: Right. So I actually went to fashion school and I got my bachelor's in design. But of course, I'm aging myself right now. But when I graduated, the recession had just hit and it was not good for the industry at all. But I was lucky enough to somehow get back or get into the footwear industry, I should say. I was a big social butterfly in L.A., and so I met a lot of friends and, you know, people that just happened to be in the industry already, so I was always in contact with them, and I was lucky enough to get a position for, I was there for about seven years designing shoes, and then after I had my second kiddo, I decided I needed to step back a little bit and kind of focus on my family so I'm like I'm just gonna you know see what I could do with this and I started doing apparel I started doing shirts and I wanted to move on to clothing but it just wasn't doing it for me I feel like shoes always been it's just been so fun for me to just design and like there's like so many things you can do with shoes believe it or not (laughs) so after the pandemic when the pandemic hit I was in a space, a mental space, which was really difficult for myself. And I'm sure a lot of people dealt with that as well. And so I told myself, why am I doing something that I'm not, if I'm not in it 100%, you know, why am I doing this? I come from a footwear background, like, I'm just going to get into it. And so I started just sketching, designing And I think putting a little bit of my feelings into it and what I was going through. And so that's how the balancing act boot came about. That was my first shoe. Just trying to balance life, trying to balance, you know, just everything that was happening at the moment. And that was my big, I guess, breakthrough was that boot.
0: I love it. Okay. So shoes. So how on earth did you make your shoes happen? I know you have a little bit of experience or a lot of experience in shoes before. So how did you take that experience that you had making shoes and do it for yourself? What did that process look like?
1: It always just starts with an idea, concept. And I am a big Photoshop and illustrator nerd. (laughs) So all of my sketches and everything is done on that. I just sketch. I think I do like 20 things and then just narrow them down to, you know, my top five, and then I just go from there. I reached out to, oh, I researched a lot of production companies because I was really looking for a specific type, just a small, you know, family-owned production company that could produce very small batches for me. I wasn't trying to go in there, you know, thousands and thousands of shoes at a time. I wanted to keep it really sustainable and really with production companies that are smaller, it's easier to communicate with them and let them know what you want and how you want things done. I was able to find someone and, you know, you, you sample, you get your samples and then you produce and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> so
0: so what are your shoes made out of?
1: So they're considered a vegan leather. They're not leather. It's a synthetic leather. And... I try to keep it as, I guess, sustainable as possible. I did want to make a leather at the beginning, but it just wasn't what I, I guess I just don't, I love animals, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't do it. You know, I just really couldn't do it. And so they're all vegan leather. I am doing some research right now on some fabric that is made out of, I believe it's cactus. It's like a plant-based material, but with those type of materials, there's not tons of colors, I guess you could say. And I'm a very colorful uh, (laughs) vibe. So, you know, it's just, it's a matter of researching and keeping yourself up to date on what's new, what's trending, what, you know, is available. Because as we go, people just are so inventive and they just come up with like the coolest things to be able to produce, you know, shoes and clothing and stuff. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) So how did you get your shoes in the hands of customers?
1: So Instagram has been a really big thing for me. It's been like a marketing, like, I don't know, just this amazing platform where I've just been able to introduce my footwear. And I've had a lot of great feedback. And I think that really helped. I had people just reach out to me. And when it comes to like influencers and that type of thing, they're able to reach out to me. And I'm the person behind the Instagram most of the time where I'm like, yeah, you know, let's, and they just want the shoes they're like they're so cool like I need to have them and I'm like take them please (laughs) you're making you know I love seeing the way a lot of influencers take my product and just make it their own and make it just look really cool and it's just it's like a vision like someone else's vision and it just makes I think the footwear just looks so cool so that's how I did direct to consumer. And then I also did a wholesale magic. I did magic trade show. So I did do a trade show and that was more for retailers. And I was able to get in a lot of boutiques and unique vintage. I do add some add dolls kill to a lot of online and brick and mortar too.
0: So was the trade show the only way that you were reaching out to retailers or do you use any sites like FAIR or Bulletin or are you outreaching to retailers? What does that wholesale process look like for you?
1: So, well, first I did Magic and then I was contacted by FAIR and Bulletin through Magic. So I'm actually on both of those sites as well. And it's been good. It's been good because... I'm able to, you know, upload things as I go and they just kind of pick and choose what they need and ship them. And it's a really good process. But I also like doing the trade shows because you get to meet the retailers. You get to, they get to know who the owner is, who who the brand is, what the brand is about. It's a lot different than just kind of like doing an online thing. It's nice to meet people and be able to let them know like, hey, this is what this is about. And then they also love touching the shoe. They want to see it in person. They want to see if it's there good for them, their shop, their vibe. So that's always a good thing to do.
0: Okay. So we have direct-to-consumer. We have retail. I guess back to the direct consumer Yeah. Besides Instagram, are there any other ways that you're promoting your product? What has seemed to really stick for you? I mean, you've scaled so quickly. What do you attribute that to? What's a little bit of the -the behind-the-scenes strategy for all our product-based businesses who are listening and looking up to you?
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's amazing. Well, you know, I feel like I need to do a little bit more research when it comes to doing all that because I've only used, to be honest, I've only used Instagram, TikTok. I am still dabbing. It's a lot of work and I'm only one person at the moment. So I just no have to- No one else on your
0: team at all? What's that? You have no one else on your team at all?
1: <laughs> one woman show wow, right
0: now. Wow, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> I have my partner to help me sometimes, but- It's definitely just me at the moment. I do want to expand. I think maybe next year It's just, I need it. I need it. I think I try to do too much, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But yeah, I think once I get all that figured out, I'll be able to, you know, get maybe like TikTok. Because I know TikTok, I had someone do like a video and the shoe just... I just get like, just sale after sale after sale of this boo, And I'm thinking like, what is going on? And sure enough, it's TikTok. And it's just like, it's so mind blowing how... Who
0: was it? Is it?
1: who? Was... It was Callie. That's who it was. It was Callie. Calliana. She loves my shoes and she's just like <laughs> always on top of TikToks. And yeah, she wore, I think it was the long yinning boot, like the knee high one. Oh my God. It is insane. It is insane. So, but I do need to start finding other platforms. I've used, I think I've tried the Google, it's like the Google shop, shop Google or something like that. The Google shop, but I'm I'm not very techie. So <laughs> I, gotta, I have to find someone to help me figure all that good stuff out for
0: sure. I love it. And so no email marketing either.
1: Yeah, I do email marketing, but I think it's just more I feel like for me for the shoe, I think people just want to see it. So, I think platforms that have more of a visual type vibe is going to work more for me. Yeah.
0: I love it. So, are you shipping yourself out of your house then or do you have a warehouse or what is that like?
1: You know like? what? I did have a warehouse for a while, but I moved not too long ago, so everything came with me. So my garage is currently my warehouse. (laughs) So I do ship out myself. Sometimes if it's too much, I do get, you know, help just because it's overwhelming. (laughs) It's overwhelming at times. But I'm looking back into getting a warehouse hopefully by next year.
0: So, okay. It sounds like you do so much. How I do. <laughs> how, on earth, how on earth do you balance it all? Like, how do you balance everything that you do in your business and being a mother and being a human?
1: Girl, I ask myself that on a daily <laughs> basis. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm not going to lie. It's been really difficult. I think I hate to blame it on the pandemic, but it's the pandemic's fault. <laughs> it's everything, you know, since then, everything just changed. I think for a lot of people too. For myself, I have two boys that I homeschool. So, homeschooling, you're a teacher, running a business. I I became a teacher I didn't know I had it in me, but so I had that, I had the business. I don't think I know what sleep is anymore. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at right now, but I think trying to balance things out is something that I'm still working on. It's hard. It's hard. It's fulfilling. It's amazing. When you see things that are, you know, that people love, I think it's just, it's so fulfilling. And it's because I'm putting myself out there. It's not something that, you know, I bought and I'm just kind of like, you know, throwing out there something that it takes me months to create So it's really to get that positive feedback, I think is incredible, really is. And then on top of that, having my kids see the process, because, you know, they're in here running around asking questions like my oldest will help me ship sometimes. So it's it's just it's nice to have them see their mom, you know, a woman in this industry is just getting out there and making it happen. So hopefully they learn something from it.
0: (laughs) So is there anything that you do for yourself that gives you a little break from your work and your obligations as a homeschooler and mom?
1: So I like reality TV.
0: (laughs) Totally great. Sci-fi
1: and horror are my jam as well. So like at night, I think I just, you know, kind of binge watch stuff. I love music as well. So I'm always going, doing festivals or doing concerts, or it's just so therapeutic for me. We try to take vacations here and there, but I always feel when you're running a business, you really don't have a day off. Especially when you're on Instagram, you, know, you have to post, you have to do this, this, and that. And it just kind of sucks sometimes. Even if you want to take a couple of days off with Instagram, you get like dinged. So you got to kind of, go, you know, start back up. And it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, I try to meditate and just kind of, even if it's like a 10 minute meditation session, it's just so good. It really is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit about like your creative process. Like, how do you get ideas for your shoes? And I don't know, have you ever been stuck? And like, how do you find inspiration when you're feeling stuck with your creative process?
1: So I honestly find inspiration from like anything. For example, the balancing act boot just came from somewhere that I guess I was like feeling vulnerable and just wanted to make something happen that made sense for me, And also respecting, you know, the culture from where the symbol came from and having like that story of the symbolism of it. But I also, you know, nature and like movie, like old movies and, you know, stuff like that is just, I take it from everywhere. I think sometimes like an idea just sparks up and I'm like, I need to jot it down and then sketch it and then see how it looks. Because sometimes I have these ideas and they're a bit too wild and it's just like, yeah, that's cool, but how is that going to transfer onto a shoe? Like, how is that even going to be a doable thing, you know?
0: We have to walk in them, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, yeah, and
1: that's another thing. I mean, they have to be wearable. I mean, do they have to be wearable? (laughs) But I try to put thought into each piece. I really, really do. And so it's, you know, sometimes it's heartbreaking. I'm not going to say who did it, but it's heartbreaking to see sometimes when, You get, you know, people that knock you off or, you know, a bigger company that's like, I'm going to come in and make thousands of shoes and sell it at a lesser price. I'm like, I wish I could do that. But I am, as a sustainable company, small bashes means a higher cost for myself. So it's really hard sometimes to compete with fast fashion unless you understand that the company is being sustainable and why, you know, Certain things are a certain way, and this industry's a lot. <laughs> so yeah,
0: what do you do when someone copies you? like have you taken any legal action or even reached out, or do you just sort of deal with it and what does that look like?
1: I've tried to reach out, but again, it's not unfortunately, when it comes to footwear, I think there's like a 15 percent change that they have to make, I guess, to make it, you know, not the same. Sometimes there's really nothing you can do. Like legally, there's really nothing. So the, I just take the high road and say, you know, I guess you liked my stub. You think it looks great. So here you are you know, knocking me off. I'll take that as a compliment. But what I like to do is like, okay, well, I move on. What's the next best thing? Like it kind of It's like my, the fuel to the fire for me, you know, it like sparks something in me and I just have to like, you know, be one step ahead of them. And that's all I can do really, especially for a smaller business for, you know, there's really nothing you can do unless, you know, I'm like Nike or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it just seems so unfortunate. Like it really is small businesses after small businesses be copied and ripped off and I mean, the dupes don't look as good. They're not as good quality. All Mm -hmm. of these things, there's not like a real human behind them. I mean, maybe there's, you know, thousands of real human behind them.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) No,
0: exactly. It's so awful. And it's, you know, it's really shitty.
1: All you could do, honestly, I think I called them out on my IG and my TikTok. If you want to go to my TikTok and check it out. I called them out just... You know, because you need to be called out. You need to be held responsible for your actions, especially if it's a bigger brand that is, you know, European and, like, whatever. (laughs) So I just called them out, and that's it. I'm like, let me end it here.
0: Yeah. But how do you deal with that internally, too? I mean, um, it's a little different than trolling, right? Like, how do you sort of... Yeah. I mean, how do you move on? It's so challenging to like get that out of your brain and like (laughs) to not be frustrated with it anymore. I mean,
1: it's still, I mean, it's still frustrating, but I try to not like harp on it just because then it's going to put me on that downward spiral of like, you know, why me? I'd rather move forward and take action on what I can and just, I guess, be the bigger person. And just be like, well, I guess I'm doing something, right? Because I got, you know, these people knocking me off. And But again, I know I saw the pictures of the shoe and the quality. It's not the same. It really is a knockoff. When I say knockoff, it's a knockoff. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But yeah, I mean, it's you kind of have to just like, you got to move on and, and see where else you go with it. I mean, it sucks. Hopefully you don't do it again, but... Not guaranteed, especially if you know people that really don't. I always tell my partner, I'm like, they have like a team. Are they not creative enough to <laughs> design something else? I mean, there's like tons of things out there. There's use your imagination. <laughs> it's not that hard.
0: Hire so. some good people. Like
1: exactly, have, you, know, you have yeah. the money. Hire designers yeah. that you need. It's so weird, annoying.
0: <laughs> we'll just take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Repeat after me, social media is not my whole business. Yes, I preach about creating cohesive and engaging content on socials. Yes, it is important to tell your story and create community, but Instagram is not your business. Likes and engagement are not the same as money in the bank. You want to get followers off your platform and onto your website, right? So they can convert, so you can make money, right? I see so many businesses just focusing on posting and commenting and they get sucked down the Insta rabbit hole. But these ego boosts of liking and engaging are not money. And your job as a business owner is to make money, right? Here's a question. If Instagram died tomorrow, do you have a business? Do you have access to your followers, to your customers? Instead of being so Insta-focused, think about gathering emails emails you own. Right now, it is so important to be driving traffic to your email list so you can convert your followers into customers. This is where you nurture your diehards. This is where you make sales. Most of our sales come from our email list and not straight from Instagram. If you don't have a newsletter, start one right now. Start one right now. Seriously, we love Flowdesk. We are obsessed with Flowdesk. The templates are gorgeous. If you've gotten my emails, you have received a Flowdesk gorgeous email. Plus, it is so easy to nurture your audience with automations. And we love automations, right? So we've got you with 50% off for one year on Flowdesk. So it's at $19 instead of $39 for a full year. It's a solid choice. Plus, you get a 30 day free trial. So you can get 50% off for a full year at bit.ly slash ggcflowdesk. That's bit.ly slash ggc, all caps, flowdesk. F is also capitalized. And do you need help growing your email list? Maybe you don't even know what to write in your emails. We've got a class for that. You can go to GirlGangCraft.com slash events and check out our email marketing class. It is so important to grow your list and sell from there. In the class, we'll teach you how to gain new subscribers and what on earth to say to them. Check it out. GirlGangCraft.com slash events. Do you do like seasonal or what is your sort of cycle for new designs? What does that look like for you?
1: I'm so bad. I know I'm like doing this to myself right now because I missed my summer season, but I kind of just do as I like create, I guess you can say. I need to be more on a strict schedule and I know like that's my goal this year mid-year because we're already in June. (laughs) I need to be more strict on how I'm doing stuff because I feel like I'm still learning in a sense. I'm still learning how to navigate through the footwear industry because it's not as easy as I think maybe like even the clothing industry is a little bit easier just because it's, you know, shipping is a little bit easier. These are like bulky items. You have to figure out lots of logistics when it comes to that time frame, it's everything's handmade. So it's not, you don't have like a machine, like pumping, you know, shoes out. It takes time. It really does take time. But I do have to be better at getting at least a few designs every season. I've been a little bit bad. So right now I'm working on fall this year. So I have a couple things coming in.
0: Yeah. So how long is that timeline then for you? Like from designing to having them in your hand
1: it takes three to four months Mm -hmm. three to four months and that's not including like delays and you know all this stuff I can't even begin to tell you what happened during the pandemic (laughs) that was awful I think I had two styles that were delayed about so it took almost like eight months for them to get here insane. And then I had retailers, you know, where's my order? I'm sorry. (laughs) Like it's out of my control. They're on a boat somewhere. I just don't know where on the ocean. So that was really difficult. That was really difficult, but we got through it. We're here now. So.
0: And so how do you decide like how much inventory to order? Because I know it's very particular for, you know, direct to consumer, and then you have retailers, and then not to mention you have a bunch of different sizes. So what does that look like? I'm so curious.
1: (laughs) It's really, I think, like I said, I was blessed enough to be able to work in the industry already where I know what sizes are going to be, you know, are going to sell more.
0: What are those sizes? Like seven and eight? No, it's
1: seven, eight, nine. But mostly eights. Eights are really big. Yeah, eights. Eights. And then I do like to add inclusive sizing. So I do have a lot of my boots go up to size 14. But I do like to do pre-sale just because if you really love a pair of shoes and you're like, oh my God, I need to have these. It's always good to pre-order them just so that you know, like, hey, once they come in, they're going to be yours. They're going to be in your hand rather than waiting and then they sell out. Because I don't order, like I said, I don't order thousands of pairs of shoes. So sometimes I get shoes in and they're out, you know? So it's like, I'm not going to get them in for another two, three months, if that. So it's just a matter of, I guess, understanding my customers and knowing Like what shoe is going to be like, oh my God, this is it. This is going to be like the cool shoe. So I need to order a lot more than I usually do or, you know, it's like a guessing game. It really is. There's really no, (laughs) there's really no way to put it. Like I just need to kind of like go with my gut instincts and just do it. (laughs) But as far as sizing, being able to do direct to consumer has been great because like I said, I understand my customer. And so I know like, okay, well, these sizes are going to sell more than these sizes. So I tend to order more of those rather than the others.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. Cause there Mm -hmm. is like a formula, but also there's a guessing game like, and sometimes I don't know, I like do a guessing on my inventory and sometimes I'm really spot on. And sometimes I'm like, No, I'm off like we just had we have these abortion is healthcare like shirts and tank tops and like the tank tops were an afterthought sort of like I was gonna do the shirts and then I was like oh these tank tops are cute I'll do a few of those and it's like no like those tank tops are way outselling the shirts it's so funny I mean it, it is sort of like a little bit like of a guessing game you don't know exactly like how much like one item is gonna do over another necessarily
1: yeah, it's wild. Sometimes I'm like, I think I ordered, I forgot what style it was, but I'm like I'm going to order more of this color than this color cuz this color is going to be amazing and it's like total opposite. <laughs> like, oh no. But you know, all you can do is like take from it, learn and either reorder or move on, you know? It's hard. It's there's really no way to do it. You just kind of have to go with your instincts and just go for it. <laughs>
0: Can you tell us a little bit about your pricing? Like, how do you decide what to price your items at?
1: So right now, because I do wholesale, it's... So wholesale would be double and then retail is triple. Of your cost. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So it's, you know, and then on top of that, with my... Like like I was telling you before, with my shoes, it because they're small batches, it's going to cost more for me to make rather like, you know, if I had like, Oh, let me order 2000 pair. It's going to be a lot cheaper, but I don't want to go that route. Like I'm really like, I'm like, I even tell my partner, I'm like, we cannot go that route. Like I need to stay sustainable just because it's just, you know, we don't need fast fashion. We really don't. (laughs) It's just so bad. And, you know, myself having kids, I'm thinking about their future and what, we want. We have to make it what we, you know, what it needs to be. Starting with us, our generation. So, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent.
0: It's all important. It's all included. <gasps> the world is dying. We need- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's part of the conversation.
1: <laughs> it's hard. It's really difficult to do that. But yeah, the pricing for the shoes. And that's the part of the reason why, you know, they're a little bit higher. And again, we don't have like, there's no machine that's like making them and pumping them out. They're literally all handmade. We like the pink boots, the heart boots, those are hand painted. So sometimes you'll see like the paint come off the bottom and that type of thing. But then it's like, so do Christian Louboutins. So those are made in Italy. So just not not that I'm comparing the same, but just saying, just because they are handmade, hand painted, and that type of thing, it's gonna happen. But yeah, I want to do something, I've made a note of it. Where it's just a style that I make that's just for direct to consumer, and then the price there's not going to be like the wholesale price in the middle. It's literally going to be like what I would sell to a wholesale customer. So maybe I'll start doing like exclusives like that and kind of have lots of ideas. I have tons of ideas. I just need to figure out where to start. It.
0: <laughs> for the record, I think your prices are very affordable. Oh, thank and, you. Like and good they're a good price
1: i, I appreciate think. it yeah <laughs> i've also told myself i don't the highest costing boot is the high balancing act boot and that's 200 but i've told myself i'm never going over the 200 price range and that's like i'll probably stay like 115 below just because i want to make it affordable you know it's not what's the point of like I don't understand, like, the super expensive shoes unless it's, like, a a super brand name that, you know, you can price those things up. But I think I want people to wear it. I want people to afford it and be able to, like, rock them and, like, look cute in them. I just want, you know, people to enjoy the shoes. (laughs) What's the point of making it, like, super high if people can't afford it? You know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah. What are some ways that you, like, stay connected with your customers like, how do you keep them in the know? And, like, how do you keep them sort of knowing that you care about them?
1: That's a good question. I love all these Because I customers. do feel like
0: that. I feel like your brand feels very supportive and, like, exciting. And you're, like, highlighting, you know, influencers and customers all the time. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, you you repost my stories all the time every time I mention you. I don't know. It feels like you're seeing us, which I think is really impactful. Thank
1: you. I know, I really do try. I feel like I need to be more, I guess, to the face sometimes. I need to get in there and like, you know, I need to do it. I was doing it for a really long time and then I'm like, no, I'm just gonna do, you know, just the shoes. But I think it's so important to know the person The process, like behind the scenes, people want to know, like, who am I supporting? I guess, in a way, you know, I need to get back on that. But yeah, I love my customers and I love reposting. Like anybody that takes a picture in the shoes, I'm always going to repost and just share because I think it's just the coolest thing. It's like, this is my little baby that, you know, like I created. And like I said, to see customers really appreciate and take the time it takes time to take a picture to get the outfit together so like I see you like <laughs> I see you putting that cute little outfit together with the shoes so it's nice to be able to see that and share it so but yeah I need to get you're really good about posting let me start posting
0: <laughs> I do post a lot <laughs> it's no
1: it's good it's great I love to see it <laughs>
0: Okay, so like what do you envision next for you? Are you going to go back to apparel or are you sort of sticking oh in the loop from or what does that look like? You're hiring several people next year.
1: This is <laughs> this is the plan. This is the plan I am planning on making it happen. I do you know what I've always thought about making clothing, going back to that. I live near LA. I was born and raised in LA. I moved Towards the desert in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of production companies and manufacturers out in LA that do small batch quantities. And it's something that has really sparked my interest maybe in the future. Do something cute that'll go with the shoes and do like a whole line and a whole season. But I think that's going to happen in the future. I think for now, I'm trying to just stick to shoes, trying to make it happen with that I have tons of ideas and I need to just make it happen. (laughs) But hopefully, you know, hopefully I'll get to a point where it's, you know, MCLC is not just a footwear company. It'll be like a whole brand of just cute stuff, (laughs) bright stuff, you know, stuff. I like to make things that are just aren't out there right now that are, you can only find them, you know, through me and my brand and stuff. So we'll see we'll see what happens
0: wait what does mclc stand for
1: like those are my kids initials okay yeah (laughs) yeah i wanted to make it short and simple and it just it just worked out and they take pride in that too they're like mom runs a business and it's named after me okay (laughs) so yeah Thank you.
0: So, okay, as we sort of move into fall and the holiday season, I mean, we're not there yet, folks, but (laughs) maybe as you listen to this episode, maybe we'll be a little closer there. We do want to keep our summer going a bit longer. Yeah. What are some ways that you get your shoes out there specifically for the holiday season? Do you, yeah, do you have specific strategies catered towards that time period?
1: Not necessarily. I feel like when I do things for the holiday, I do keep in mind. So like it's really hard with the process, the design process for me. It's right now I'm thinking about fall and holiday, you know, and it's so hot outside. So it's so hard because all I want to (laughs) do is make cute sandals. But it's just like, no, I can't. I got to stick to the cold weather, you know. So it's, I really just have to think forward and see things that are trending and kind of just, it's like, it really is a guessing game. I do do some trend research and try to see like what's on the runway and like things that I like personally. I'm a big like Barbie, like Barbie. (laughs) I'm a big like Barbie geek. So, you know, it's just like a lot of things to keep in mind to try to just design for the future so design for fall winter and holiday and all that good stuff so I just try to promote as much as I can via social media and then I love like I said I love when I think it helps when your product is out there and people are just so receptive to it and Sometimes like I love get to get feedback, like, oh, you know, maybe you should do this and maybe this color and this. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's try it out. So I really do listen and try to see like how, I guess, predict what's going to happen in the next season or so with the designs. So it'll be fun. Figure it out.
0: (laughs) What advice do you have for other product-based business owners that are just starting out? How can they get their work in front of more customers?
1: I think it's really important to network. I think networking is what got me to where I am today. Being able to get, when I was working in the footwear industry for seven years, I got that job basically through networking through a friend. We kept in contact and then they reached out to me and it just, it was just like the perfect, it just worked out so perfectly. But even then, when I was working with them, we would go out and do a lot of like just going out, wearing the shoes out in LA, networking with other people. And then you just meet a lot of people that are really interested in products. And I think it's really important to show face and put yourself out there. Networking is key. Just be a nice, I always tell everyone, I tell my kids this too, just be a good human being, like just be a great person and don't ever like talk smack about people you know Is just be a good person just be a good person and network and just try to keep those contacts and I think it's really important I think that's like my number one advice for sure and don't be scared to put yourself out there if you have an idea that you want to you know you have like a design that you've been like dying to share with the world just share it like what's the worst that can happen you know and then if it doesn't work out you learn from it you move on you make something better.
0: So yeah, what else are you excited for? What are you excited for for next year?
1: It's so funny, because I wanted to make these really cute sandals this year. And I just like, I missed my deadline. That's really what it came down to. And so I'm like, these need to be my spring. So I'm already thinking like spring of next year, (laughs) like everything I want to do. But I don't know, I'm just really excited. I like where I see a lot of shoe companies just making like really cool stuff nowadays. And it's nice to see just, I love unique stuff. Like I'm so into just like things that pop out, like things that are almost like art pieces, you know, wearable art. And it's also nice to see that a lot of people have their own businesses nowadays. A lot of creatives are just doing their thing. And I think it's just so amazing because everyone just kind of feeds off each other. Or, you know, the collabs that people do, I think that's always fun just to see all the beautiful creativity out there <laughs> in a way.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see your next year spring shoes. Though.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I might take like the concept above what I was trying to do and put it in like a boot for fall because I feel like my customer, even if it's fall, we're not going to wear Like darker colors. (laughs) It's always going to be like a bright fall for us. So, and I will have a dark, I always have like, you know, a darker, like maybe like a brown just for fall season. I love it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, Jackie, this has been so fun. So, where can people find you and your shoes? So, my direct
1: website is www.shopmclc.com. My IG and TikTok is at MCLC brand. so you can catch me there I'm always trying to be I love doing sneak peeks on IG so just to get feedback and be like you know are people into this do they love it do they hate it so I'm always doing sneak peeks on there and just kind of I promote a lot on there
0: for now. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see your fall shoes. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Jackie. This has been Thank lovely. You. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.